0: Good morning. It is Saturday, February the 10th, in the year of our Lord, 2024. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your Wake Up Call. Today is Saturday, and you know what that means. It's a Holy Spirit story day, and we've got a good one for you. It's entitled, Fighting Cancer with Scripture. Our text, as always, on Saturdays, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Hear now the word of the Lord. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth the word of the Lord. Now consider this. Today's Holy Spirit story comes to us from Lynn Cantrell. We all know many people right now who are going through the trial of cancer. It is such a dreaded diagnosis and a dreadful disease. And though doctors now know so much about cancer, the one thing no one really ever knows is what will be the outcome for them. Will they be able to get all the cancer? Has it spread? Will I need ongoing treatment like chemotherapy or radiation? Will I lose my hair? Will it come back? It is so hard. I love Lynn's notion of a fighting scripture described here. All of this reminded me of my longtime friend, Misty Coker, who lives in the town, next town over from me, Stuttgart. Misty started a profound ministry some years ago for people with cancer designed to help others rally around them for the fight. It was born out of a, just a very, very challenging situation in her own family. And I put the link to her ministry in the email today. It's Personal Pep Rally is the name of it. Anyway, I wanted to mention that, and I've been asking Misty to send us this Holy Spirit story that we'll share another time with you here. But below, if you're reading, you'll read the story from Lynn Cantrell, In her own words, and of course you're listening, you'll hear it in her own voice. And thank you, Lynn, for sharing.
1: This is just one of the many stories from my journey with cancer. The Lord is so faithful. A few weeks ago, I participated in an online conference about trusting God through cancer. There were some really good speakers, and one of the biggest takeaways for me was asking the Lord for a fighting scripture. A scripture I could turn to for comfort and strength when things got overwhelming. This was easy. Psalm 91. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. Psalm 91, one through four. Since my cancer diagnosis, Psalm 91 had been given to me by three different people in three different ways. First, from a friend in a face-to-face conversation. I wrote it in my journal, personalizing it a bit by changing him to her. Secondly, A friend had texted me twice to say she was praying Psalm 91 over me, and third, a friend from school gave me a wristband that said, Covered Psalm 91. Clearly, this was to be my fighting scripture. On the morning of my third treatment, I texted a few folks and asked if they would pray Psalm 91 for me. As I settled myself into my treatment room. I unpacked the prayer quilt gifted to me by my sweet teachers the day before. It's pink, hand-stitched, with personal notes written on many of the panels. It's just beautiful. Once treatment was underway, I wrapped up in my quilt and settled into listening to scripture on an app. It's very relaxing, and I usually doze off while it's playing. Interestingly, the scripture scheduled for this day was Psalm 91. Psalm 91 talks of the Lord's protection and how he sends angels to protect us as well. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Psalm ninety-one eleven. As I slept, I dreamed I woke up and there were three people in the treatment room with me. One was a man with his back to me. He was casually leaning against the wall and watching the area outside of my room. Another was a woman sitting to my right next to the IV machine. She was flipping through a magazine, but every minute or so she would look at my IV. I could see her eyes following the medicine as it flowed from the tube in the bag to my chest port. Then there was another woman standing behind me and to my left. I couldn't see her well, but I could feel her presence. I have no doubt these were my angels sent to protect me. The man was making sure no one or no thing came in my room that shouldn't be there. The woman with the magazine was watching my IV to ensure it was flowing correctly. Then I had the woman behind me overlooking everything else. They were dressed like regular people, no white glowing robes or feathery wings, Just people here to look over me. Now, you may be thinking, well, you were on some powerful drugs to have such a vivid dream. But I'm convinced it wasn't a dream. Those three were in the room from the beginning. And I know because I noticed when I walked into the treatment room that morning, it felt a little crowded. They were there, sent by the Lord, waiting to take care of me. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Psalm ninety-one, fourteen through 16.
0: Let's pray together. Abba Father, thank you for Lynn Cantrell and for the witness she is and has shared with us today. Jesus, we receive your healing for Lynn and for all the people we know who are struggling with cancer. I'd encourage you right now just to name them aloud before God. Hear our prayers, Lord. We receive and claim this word today. Would you give them and us fighting scriptures? Indeed, he or she who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Give us words from your word to deal with whatever situation we presently face in our hearts, our homes, our churches, and our cities. And we're praying in Jesus' name. Amen. The question, who will you encourage with this story today? Do you have a fighting scripture on the tip of your tongue these days? What is it, and what is the nature of the fight? And so for our Saturday hymn, we're going to sing our Saturday song. It's called Sanctuary. You know the words. We'll sing it through twice. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy. Tried and true with thanksgiving I'll be a living sanctuary for you Lord prepare me to be a sanctuary. Pure and holy, tried and true. With thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. Amen. I've missed singing with you all. Uh, And I've heard from more than a few of you that you've missed singing with me and with my dad, especially. People are saying, bring him back. And uh, I intend to do that. But uh, my gosh, hasn't it been a blessing to be with Anna Grace Legband this week? I knew you would like her. She is a breath of fresh air, for sure. I remember back about a year ago, Anna Grace, of course, you know, she's on the farm team. She works for Seedbed. She really directs all of our events and experiences, and that's the New Room Conference. That's our New Room Leader Gathering coming up at the end of this month. Hey, there's still time to jump into that, but you need to jump fast, and it's going to be a fine event in North Carolina. You can go to newroomconference.com and find that out. While I'm at it, go ahead and sign up for our New Room Conference this fall, be in Texas again, and it's going to fill up, so jump into that. By all means, I would love to see you there. We'll have some special wake-up call gathering moments there to uh, meet and greet each other. But back to Anna Grace, we were doing a conference down in the Woodlands, Texas about a year ago. It was in the spring of 23, called Altars. And Anna Grace and I led a breakout session together on the Word and the Spirit of God. Anna Grace shared the story in that breakout about being on the beach as a a younger teenager, or a younger person, an older teenager at that time, maybe 16, 17, and how she was just really being honest with God. This is how she opened up this series about how she didn't feel God. She didn't feel like she really knew God, knew more about God than actually knowing God. And the The wind was blowing. A breeze blew up and blew her Bible open to the page of Isaiah 55, and she just began to read that, Come all who are thirsty. I knew in that moment when she was telling that story, I'm like, this is one of God's witnesses who we need to share with the wake up call. And so, sure enough, a year later, here she is sharing in Isaiah 55. And she's just, the, the Spirit is breaking that text open for us through her witness. Isn't it beautiful? And um, I'm so thankful that this is happening anyway uh and thank you lynn cantrell for the beautiful story today and i know so many of you and i'm in there with you i've got dear close family members who are struggling with cancer we got to fight it but not with the i mean you know sure medicine chemotherapy surgery all the things that's all in the lord's hands too all healing is god's healing but there is another layer of warfare that really comes from the word and the spirit and we got to rise actually I say rise uh we got to go low we've got to get down low with that word and fight that battle this is how we fight our battles so yeah, and you know the other day in a prayer, I just was praying and and I just sensed the Lord saying, "Stop talking to me." He, <laughs> stop stop telling me," he said, "talk to the mountain." He said, "Speak to the mountain." And I just remembered how Jesus said, he said, "If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be moved." And it will be moved from here to there, be thrown into the heart of the sea," I think he said in another place. And in my own praying, I'm learning to speak to the mountains, right? I'm speaking to them in Jesus' name, but it's a much more straight-line way of praying. It's not so triangulated. I find that really in the New Testament far more than the way we typically pray, which is sort of triangulating up to God and then asking God to come down to the need. Jesus says, if you have, he says, speak to the mountain, tell this mountain. And so as it comes to cancer with people we love and know, let's start talking to the mountain. Let's tell cancer to move in Jesus' name. Let's tell cancer to be thrown into the heart of the sea, to the pit of hell uh, from whence it comes. And um, let's just rise up in faith. What have we got to lose? Nothing. What do we have to gain? Everything. What if it doesn't work out like we think and hope it will? We keep going. We keep going. We keep going. All right, guys, I got to stop. You can tell I miss you. I love you. I'll see you on the field. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt.
1: We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed.